Is life getting you down at the moment? Do your days seem hopeless, without direction, without purpose? Well, listen for the word of God. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew, chapter 6, verses 31 to 34. A couple of years back, I wrote a story about a Victorian magic lantern that showed the future. Since then, we've all travelled on a rock round the sun several times. And perhaps it's an age thing, but I feel less inclined than before to flip the switch on that lantern and not look at what the screen might show. However, as I go around my community and city, I feel I'm not alone. There are many of all ages who are reluctant to look into the future. Perhaps you also feel the same. What's to be done? Well, although we may have more lofty ambitions for the gospel, helping people to cope with their present moment is a foundational task. Helping ourselves to find hope, direction and meaning in this moment is a survival task. That's why Christ's advice is so relevant in its wisdom. But he seems to be saying success is sequential, not simultaneous. Value today as the canvas of tomorrow. Moreover, seek glimmers of the kingdom now, and it gains reality for tomorrow. So I'd like to tell you another story now. It's about valuing the present, and it's called a cyclist fight. Through the illness, this moment kept him going. He unearthed his bike and dusted it off after long disuse. He mounted and the wind breathed on his face. Down the main street, with a few early shoppers barely glancing at the lycra-clad figure speeding past. He, however, enjoyed being on his surfboard, weaving easily around the parked cars. Next came the outskirts, where business travellers, encumbered with briefcases getting into their exec cars, looked enviously at the free rider. Little could they understand. The highway, tranquil and gentle, let him taste open country. Then he turned into a forest track. The effort he needed now increased multifold. He changed gear and pedalled hard with growing confidence. With each rising yard, he pushed himself more, oblivious to the cattle gawking in their curiosity. Despite the cooling breeze, his legs burned as, if, as did his lungs. The acrid taste in his mouth told him he was closing in on the red line. But sheer determination kept him focused, focused on each revolution of the wheels. Onwards and upwards until he conquered the ascent. Then he stopped and looked in gratitude at the town nestling in the valley. Now he has surmounted the anxiety of the tests, the fear of surgery, and the soul-sapping tiredness of the chemotherapy. Another day of life lay before him, and that was enough. Let's pray together now, one written by someone infinitely wiser than I. God, 
Give us grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed, courage to change the things which should be changed, and the wisdom to distinguish one from the other. Live one day at a time, enjoy one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life, supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Thanks for listening, and God bless.